Uh, last week of the season, the regular season. And um, yeah, I said this in the press conference after the, the game last weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, basically comes down to our, our record being five and six. We want to extend the season and uh, be be ready for be bowl eligible. We got to win this one. I think that's an easy thing to see, but at the same time, want to make sure that we you don't jump just to the results. You focus on the the standard and the values that you have, and, and you'll get the results that you want. Um, in terms of the game last week, being able to evaluate it a little bit more and watch the film, really pleased with the guys' effort and the guys' belief in playing and stuck in it. Uh, obviously, didn't make enough plays to, to come out with the victory, but a lot of things to be proud of. I, I know... After the game, it's easy for us to focus on the negatives, and I did I did that quite a bit, which is uh, was part of the learning process. We we, we need to uh, make sure that we're realistic and that the, there's a the the errors that we that we had in the game that we fix them and find a way to not to have those show up again. And so, um, and then on the other side of things, just try to make sure that we praise them for the good things that we we saw. There's a lot of really good things that we saw on the field in all three phases. And sometimes um, when you, after a, a loss, the focus becomes all of the negative. I think it's important now today and evaluating that we praise the guys and build them from, uh, continue to motivate them from the things that we saw that were, were positives. And so we're going to do that going into this week, um, you know, on the road, uh, Thanksgiving week, a lot to be thankful for. I want to still have the attitude of, of uh, appreciation and gratitude. And so, uh, what a great opportunity for us to play the game on, on this weekend and do it after Thanksgiving uh, to reflect on, on what we've been blessed with and, and the opportunities that we have and uh, the people that we have around us. And so, um, you know, for, for our players, it's a great time. I, I like this time last year where we can uh, remember the things that we should be thankful and grateful for. Uh, going against a tough opponent, another ranked team, Oklahoma State, who's in contention for the uh, conference championship, a well-coached team. Mike Gundy uh, is a great head coach. He's been around for a long time. He's one of the longer tenured coach coaches in college football. Um, and so uh, he's always been kind and gracious to me in, in our interactions. Uh, I like him as a person. I like the interaction we had. And the, just the, it's been really cool for him to just uh, give me time and just to, the, the, to speak with me and we talk about random things, but um, really, I like the things that he does as a coach, and he's done he's done a great job assembling great uh, great coaching staffs, and he's done that again. He has a great coaching staff that that works really well. I mean, I, I know I know a bunch of those guys on on his staff and support staff. Uh, you know, one of them is my cousin Benny Thomas, my my family, and and then we have uh, Charlie Dickey, who's an old line coach that I worked with for so many years at Utah. So uh, I'm really familiar, and then a lot of the coaches there have. Uh, great reputations in, in the business. And so been around them and seen what they've done, the product that they've put forth as, as coaches. And man, they're, they're a well-coached team. Um, you, you don't just uh, become a ranked team just by coincidence. They they do things the right way, coach the right way. Their guys play hard, tons of athleticism uh, on, 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 on both sides of the ball. Um, uh, playmaking ability, running back. That's one of the best running backs in the, in the country. Uh, and so when you talk about his running ability, you have to give a lot of credit to the O-line and the guys that block tight ends. And then you, when you combine that with a, they, they, they can throw the ball up on you and, and make you pay when you load the box. So uh, it's, it seems like we're saying the same thing every week 
uh, and the, these Big 12 opponents. Um, they have a lot to play for because they're, they're trying to go to the conference championship. We have a lot to play for because we're trying to get bowl eligible. Uh, we're at their home. It's going to be their senior uh, their senior uh, game. So uh, we're excited about the matchup. Um, looking forward to seeing our guys uh, play this last game on regular season and, and trying to find a way to extend our season so we can hang out a little bit more and, 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 and you know, enjoy what comes with bowl games, which is the extra practices and the extra time together. So that being said, uh, I'd like to answer any questions you guys have. Let's go, Jared, and then Kevin. Tony, I want to delve a little bit into some of those hurry-up plays where the guys get up really quick onto the ball and try and, you know, confuse the defense. Do you guys have analytics on those, of how often they succeed and, and what works and what doesn't work? I just kind of wonder about the the the, the approach there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that do it. It's not just unique to us. I mean, that's a very common thing that you mentioned, and a lot of teams are doing it because it works. And the whole purpose of that is to cause chaos on the defense to keep the same guys on the field after you've you've made uh, you've converted a first down and made a big gain. Maybe they're they're they're, they're it's a little bit longer in the drive, and so you're trying to get them down there when they're tired. Uh, they've got to run quite a bit of distance to get there in the, in the goal line. That's where it happens quite often. Um, and then you're trying to cause chaos and trying to get them scrambled in, in what play you're going to do. Uh, and so normally the chaos happens on that side and confusion. Uh, in, in our game, the, the confusion happened on our end. And whenever when, whenever we're confused, it's when you go back to the basics. You don't uh, make things more difficult. You just go with what 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 you know. And, and any time there's any kind of confusion where you don't know who's covering what and, and things aren't pretty clear to you, as an offensive player, then then you just go with the, the basics, which is hand the ball off. And that's we didn't do that well enough. So we got to keep practicing that and make sure that uh, our guys, you know, do the basics, especially with understanding the situation, the risks that are involved with all that, the decision making uh, in that in that in that time and the point of the game too. Also, just on a broader sense, the the philosophy when there's something you've worked on but it isn't consistently working whether it's a certain run play a certain class pass play or or maybe some of these hurry up plays that we we're talking about when do you try and keep working on it to make them effective versus focusing on other things what's the the balance there so that's that's the that's the uh, conundrum of college football and you 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 find yourself in a situation where hey this doesn't work anymore but then, but it does, you know. So when 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 something doesn't work completely, then you don't do it. There's there's a time when people didn't want to snap the ball and shotgun, you know what I mean, Jared. And now they're all doing it. So, and there's some teams that don't do it because maybe they don't have a center that can do that, or they don't feel comfortable with that scheme. But uh, a lot of people are starting to see uh, that there's different ways to do things. For us, you're right. It's it, it's it's a uh, how do you balance the time spent on this, especially if it's not executing at a high level. And that that's that's our job. We got to make sure that we we put our guys in better position to have success and make better decisions. Hey, Kalani, um, as you kind of make a decision at quarterback this week between Keaton and Jake, I'm curious, do you think the offense and particularly the running game can work as well with Keaton in there with maybe not a, as mobile of a quarterback? And, and is that part of the equation this week as you kind of make a decision at quarterback? I think going into this week, it's who's going to help us uh, put points on the board, uh, extend drives, convert first downs, and that's 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 what the goal is going to be. And um, you know, Keaton hasn't been healthy. Uh, they they've been practicing. He's been practicing. They've been competing against each other. And uh, who, whoever gives us gives us the best chance will be the guy taking the first snap. It's not 
not to say that, that the other ones eliminated from being in the game. We just, that's just how, where we're at right now, you know, that, that, uh, and that's just, that's not just in that position. There's a lot of positions where we need guys competing. I mean, one that comes to mind also is the middle linebacker position where uh, Chaz IU played a lot more this week uh, with, with Seattle not being available. And then we had um, uh, Harris, Harris has been really good. Um, Harrison has been really good, uh, uh, but you know, the competition continues. And so when guys are banged up and, and they're battling with each other for a starting spot and reps, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta do it one way. Then that's the only way I know how, and that's, uh, go with the best guy that that wins the actual spot in that week, and we we have to create situations where in practice this this week we we know what we got, and, and that's what we go with. And just as a follow up, I think you said that Keaton made a lot of progress last week um, on on Saturday. You said that I think. Um, do you imagine he'll be a full participant in practice this week, and do you think he'll be fully healthy um, and available for you if you want to go with him? Well, he'll he'll be he'll be practicing this week. It, the, the terms of fully healthy, it's like I, I don't think there's a bunch of guys on the team that aren't at 100. percent But you know, may, maybe maybe 90 percent gets it done. That that's that's we settle it on the field. That's 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 where we do it. We uh, we sell the competition and uh, who 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 plays the best by what we do on the field. And and um, like I said, that's the only way I know how to do it. Thanks, guys. A couple more questions from Mitch and then Jake. Lonnie, just to follow up on that, is, is this then a, a would you say because of Slovis's progress, a, a true quarterback competition to decide the starter between Retzlaff and Slovis instead of waiting to see if Slovis is healthy or not? Yeah, I, I, I think that's what it's been. That's what I've been saying the whole entire time. You know, that's that's a uh, uh, when when someone's healthy and doing it right. You just there's no there's no um, okay. Now I decide I'm healthy. It's it's it's. A lot of guys, you have to prove it on the field, guys. I mean, that's we have to see it, you know. So um, I know guys are playing banged up. We have a lot of guys that are playing banged up. They have to compete with with the guys on the depth chart to earn their right to be on the field. And so uh, whenever there's change up in, in, in the starting position or the depth chart, it's because the guys have earned their, their spot and the guys have have dropped, whether it's with its production or whether it's a health. That, that's, all, that's all factors in us making the decision. You probably you mentioned this earlier about some of the coaching staff connections that you have with Oklahoma State, and I'm curious. You know, Oklahoma State's had some recent success with recruits in Utah, including a former BYU commit, Nathan Latu. How often are you going up against Oklahoma State on the recruiting trail for prospects? Because it seems like they've had some success in Utah in recent years. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of recruiting nowadays, where you're you're recruiting a lot of different areas, and when you're going into a conference. Uh, I think I think schools are going to start looking at at this state and, and looking at there's a lot of prospects in this state and then, and then with the growth in the population in, in Utah, you, you can see that there's going to probably the more people that move in, the more schools that we build and have more young people, the more opportunities to recruit kids. So that's just part of the game. And and now with technology, you can you can go anywhere and with with the ability to travel uh, with with. Uh, with technology again, I mean, it's an easy, it's an easy move. So that's, that's just part of it. We were going to have to recruiting is always an everyday thing for us. And it's, that's part of our program. So that's part of it. We got to, got to fight off the people that recruit here, but we can't, I wish I could take them all guys. I wish I could take all the best players, but uh, that that's, that's a part of recruiting that we have to have the right guys that fit this school and fit our standards and, and our expectations and what the fans expect. 
And then we go with that. And, and part of that is just getting guys that want to be here too. Kalani, uh, last two games, you guys have had your best rushing outputs of the season, in particular this past week against Oklahoma. Is there anything you can point to that's kind of keyed that? Yeah, I think, I think uh, the guys have been a, a lot more assignment sound. I mean, we're not missing on as many blocks as we've had in the past. And, and um, for whatever reason, I think A-Rod's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, Aiden being healthy and having all the backs available. Um, but also, you know, with with what we're doing scheme wise, I, I think that's a, all those factors kind of play into it. Quarterback making the right reads and and pulling and running or pulling and throwing that that that's the uh, I think those are all factors that kind of play into it. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the guys are are, are playing better and, and getting more production with yards and things like that. I like to see just just for me, I like to see more points on the board and and less mistakes and and, um, and less turnovers. And obviously with Thanksgiving on Thursday, how does it affect your guys' schedule with travel, et cetera, to Stillwater? Yeah, we're, we're traveling on Friday. Um, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, we'll have a a team. Um, we'll practice. We practice in the afternoon, so we'll practice uh, Tuesday. And we'll have our practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, do like a team uh, Thanksgiving dinner Wednesday night so we can uh, load up on the – with with food before we actually have Thanksgiving, so we got two Thanksgivings. I I plan on gaining some weight this week, so don't judge me, guys. Um, you know that we'll do that, and then on Thursday we'll practice in the mornings. Uh, in the morning on on Thursday, uh, be done by the afternoon, so our players and uh, can go spend time with their families. And those that are are not from here will go uh, to coaches' homes or uh, other teammates' homes to enjoy Thanksgiving. So that's. That's the plan. Then we'll fly out on on Friday with it being only a uh, one hour time difference uh, with the time with the with the time zones. Uh, usually, if there's two time zones, that's when we'll, we'll fly out on Thursday. Go ahead, Jay. Kalani, after the last game of the regular season last year, you obviously made some really painful uh, decisions and and released some of your coaches. Um, are you considering any changes this year? Uh, with and are you happy with the performances of of your coordinators and assistant coaches? My focus is on getting this game going, and and uh, all all our attention and our focus has to be on this game. Uh, immediately after the game and after the season, I'm always evaluating where we can improve, and that's even I, I look at myself first, and then we look at other things. I have an obligation to the to the players on our team and an obligation to the fans to to do the right things. That's why they put me here as a head coach. And uh, sometimes the decisions are difficult. Sometimes I, they're, they're pretty easy. So right now my, my focus completely is on, on the team and, 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 and the season. And so the season still has one more week. That's what we're going to be focused on. And then we'll decide after that, right after the game's done on what we're going to do.